And we're live. Welcome back to another installment of the Raised by Sports podcast. I am Chauncey Billups, uh, and this is your favorite black-owned sports podcast. Man, we're back another week, man. It was good, yay. Cal, Gilkey, y'all good? It's good. Gilkey, a, a Vegas boy. Vegas boy, Gilkey. He was out there. He was looking real fly. He looked real streets, fly. Baby. Looked I, was real giving, fly. I was giving uncle, looking for them. And I was out there looking for them tenderonies. You hear me? <laughs> I saw one on your Instagram story. You went from pants to hoochie daddy shorts real quick on the elevator. Quick. I peeked. I, I, did get a, I did get a couple comments about that, <laughs> about the cut of my shorts, but it said it was too high. As a true player, you play on. <laughs> you play on. <laughs> All right, guys. So you know we typically start every episode with guess the player, but I'm gonna switch it up this week. Okay, we going I'm adding. I'm adding to the games. This is Family Feud now. We all. We're still keeping the same records though. So yeah, you're at seven. Gilk, you got five. Calvin, you got one. So we're adding to the games. All right. So this game is called the Big Three. All right, I got seven questions. It's Alash. It's 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 the nephew of Shot Clock. All right, I got seven questions. They are random trivia questions. The first one of you to three answers correct wins. All right, these are three three quick three quick questions. All right. So wait wait restart restart. restart, All right, I got I got seven questions. I might not ask all of them, but the first person to three answers. Correct wins. Okay. All right. So here we go. The big three. In 1997, who was the NBA MVP? David Robinson. David Robinson. No, no. Uh, Carl Malone. Correct. Yeah, he has one. Hey, oh, uh, <laughs> I, I hate I got that one. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's at one. In 2005, who was the NFL MVP? Peyton Manning. No. Oh, yay. Oh, yay's putting y'all to shame right now, boy. Yay's putting y'all to shame. All right. Yay said two. I thought he was getting some comp. All right. <laughs> uh, okay. Let, I got it. All right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Listen to me closely. Listen to me closely. Who is the all time leading scorer for the USA Olympic basketball team? Kobe Bryant, Kevin Love, Carmelo Anthony. Anthony. Who said Carmelo? No, who said Carmelo first? It was guilty. Uh, okay. I think I think Jay got that first. Now Jay got that one. He did. All right. Jay's at one. All right. Yeah, you got a little pressure on you. All right. Who? I hope you're playing along at home. By the way, who was the 1999 NBA MVP? David Robinson. Duncan. No, no. Uh, Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon. No. Tim Duncan? No. <laughs> not Shaq. Um, Wait. Um, 1999? The forgotten year of the NBA. Yeah, isn't that the lockout year? Mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing? Uh, no. There was, no. Still, there, there, was, there was still an MVP. Um, wait, you said 1999? 1999 um, NBA MVP. NBA, NBA MVP. NBA, yes. Um, That's tough, bro. That's tough. Oh, Steve Nash? No. <laughs> get oh, out. my God. Get out. I know, I know. I'm get sorry. out. I'm sorry. Uh, get out. Um, <laughs> Tim Duncan? Dr. J? No. David Robinson? No. I said David Robinson. No and no. Calvin, fuck 1999? Yes, 1999. 
Oh my god. Gosh. Uh, this is so yeah, this is a I, dumper. Bro. I have no idea. Is it called Malone? Yoki. There we go. Oh my god. Wow. Golly. Wow. I just put that out there. Just cause I just my spirit. It is hey, crazy, right? First of all, before we go any further, <laughs> I'm in protest of this game. There needs to be no more Carl Malone fun facts. I got facts. you, bro. I facts. got you. I was just looking for facts. I almost said after the first one. I was like, wait, yeah, hold on. Carl Malone won two MVPs. I didn't know that, bro. I mean, I did, listen. but uh, you know. All right. All right, no more Carl Malone for a fact. I got you, I got you, I got you. We don't acknowledge Carl Malone on this show. He's in the same bucket as Rudy Gobert. All right. No, he's in a bucket all by his damn self. (laughs) All by himself. All right. No, he had there with Miles Bridges. Gilkey at two. See. Yay at two. Calvin don't know how to act. Cal is zero. All right, Cal. This is your chance for redemption. All right. Who was the NBA scoring champion in 2000? And 14. James Carmelo Harden. Anthony. No, Kevin no, Durant. Kevin Durant. No, that's hey, mine. Nice. No, that was yeah. That was yeah. That was That was yeah, bro. That was yeah. That was yeah, bro. That was yeah. It was yeah. Yo, you, you were still all. You were still off your first guess, bro. No, that was yeah, bro. Take back, bro. That was yeah, bro. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> that was yeah. Double protest. <laughs> all right, man. Yo, that's the big three, man. Yeah, man. Hey, Cal. I just don't think you you should have Carmelo on his two answers. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. My fault. Uh, but now let's move on to not another game, but another segment. Um, what's the word, man? Uh, today I got notification on my phone that the goat, in my opinion, I hope it's all y'all's opinion. The Here goat. You go with that. Go. Oh yeah. Oh sorry. Pardon. Pardon. <laughs> I'm talking about Serena thought, Williams, Gilkey. He thought she was talking about Bron. Hey, man, hey, 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 thanks thanks for ruining my monologue. I had a real I touch. Did. I screwed you, it. You ruined the moment. But, yeah, the GOAT of tennis, uh, women, women's, uh, fuck. She would go to women's sports, I believe. Is she the GOAT of tennis, period? I don't know. But she's definitely the GOAT yes. of women's tennis. Is she? Is she, yeah? Yeah. I think it's debatable. Is she over Roger Federer? Is she over Roger Federer? Yes. She over- I, her acc- her accolades are definitely up there. I think Roger Federer might have a better um skill set, but Serena is amazing. I was sleeping on the doll too. The doll got that thing Who? together. Rafael and the doll? Yeah. Yeah. And the yeah. doll is the doll was cold, but nah, I got Serena. But what 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 mad at it. Uh well yeah, uh she says that she she's uh what is she? Is she 41? Uh, she will be 41 on September 26th. She says that she's not officially retired right this second, but she is retiring after the U.S. Open, um, which starts, I believe, next month. Uh, she says that she wants to no longer necessarily be known. She ne- she doesn't necessarily want to be just Serena, the tennis player anymore. Um, she she says that her daughter um, wants a, a big sister or a little sister, rather. Um, she wants to do, uh, venture more into her venture capital um, career, um, you know, investing and, and building out businesses and things of that nature. And I just think it's time, you know, she's been hampered a lot by injuries over the last couple of years. Um, she was chasing the all time grand slam title, which is, I believe, 24 for women. Uh, if she wins the U.S. Open, she would tie it, which I think I think if she was to win it and tie it, I don't know if she would necessarily retire right there on the spot. 
Um, but yo, what's the word for Serena Williams retiring, man? The GOAT of, of, uh, of women's tennis and thighs and quads. Because it's crazy. Yay, what's the word? <laughs> he said it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to say iconic. Um, I think she changed the game completely. Her and her sister, obviously, Venus. Um, you know, I think she took that, you know, baton. You know, I know her and Venus were playing at the same time. She essentially took the baton from Venus um, and ran with it till, till she can't run no more. I mean, the, the best, tell, the greatest tell all of Serena's career to me and why I think she's truly, honestly, in the conversation <clears throat> for greatest athlete of all time and all men and women is this woman won a fucking major pregnant. She was mm-hmm. eight weeks pregnant and won a tournament. And I know that may be an unfair criteria to some because men, we literally can't get pregnant. But to be able to have the mental capacity, the mental toughness, the physical toughness, um, and the drive to be able to do something, just just compete, let alone win a major, um, you know, while pregnant is is fascinating. And I think it's it just speaks to her her career as a whole. For sure. Definitely, Cal. What's the word? Um, I'm gonna say standard. I think she is setting the standard for the greatest <clears throat> athlete in women's tennis history. Um, and it's going to be a very hard standard to get to, right? Uh, I think what she did in her career was amazing. Like you said, yeah, eight, eight weeks pregnant and still was able to win. Like I, I think about my wife now who's pregnant in eight weeks, she definitely won't go on no tennis court winning shit. So, you know, it's, it's amazing to kind of see someone who's done it for as long as she's done it. Um, at 40 years old, I think she's well, um, at, at the, at the time in her life where she can hang it up. And still said that she had one of the best, um, if not the best tennis career, um, you know, that we've ever been able to witness. And I'm just glad that I was able to witness in my lifetime. You know, a lot of athletes, we don't get to see prime, you know, them in their prime. And this is I feel like, honestly, as millennials, we have seen probably some of the greatest athletes play ever. And I know older people will be like, well, Bo Jackson and whoever, whoever, Michael Jordan. But like some of the athletes we've seen play have been extraordinary. So I think we've been um, a little shout spoiled. out to Serena. We've been a little yeah. spoiled for real, man. We got Serena, LeBron, Kobe. Uh, I know we got to see Tom Brady. Tom Brady, the tail end. I mean, of yeah. Even who we were just Nadal and, and Federer. Federer. Yeah. Yeah, we got Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we definitely been spoiled, man. Um, yeah, Serena, like I said, twenty three. Uh, grants twenty. She's at twenty two grants. Oh wait, no. 23 majors. She's at 23. I'm sorry. 23 Grand Slam titles. And that's the most by any player in the open era. She's behind Margaret Court, who is the second, um, who is the most for, because she started in the non-open era. Tennis is yeah. really, tennis is confusing. But she's at 24. So like I said, if Serena is to win the U.S. Open, she would tire. Um, she spent 319 weeks ranked as the number one player in the world in the World Women's Tennis Association, including a joint record 186 consecutive weeks and finished as the year number one five times. Um, I would say royalty is the word that I would have because I think that every single woman who picks, I think that every single woman who picks up a tennis racket with the aspirations to be the greatest or to go pro or whatever she's the standard you're going to look up to her you're literally like like when people say you want to be who do you want to be like we're playing basketball want to be like lebron or jordan you know what i'm saying football who you want to be well, who do who do people want to be like in football do you want to be Tom depends Brady? on your position yeah it depends on your position because yeah, i wanted to be ed reed <laughs> 
Ball. Facts. Uh, but yeah, man, I would say I would say royalty. Uh, Gilkey, what's the word? Uh, I, I think my word is going to be stupefying. Ooh, yeah, you beat me. You beat me to it this week. Okay, you beat okay. me to it. Had to, and I say stupefying because not only the accomplishments on the court that she had made, you know, in the clearly the most competitive era of tennis, women's tennis, men's in women's tennis, and I would say all the sports, just because as we were talking about how just the progression of the all games have gone and the talent levels and whatnot, but I would say the level of dominance in the face of adversity in the face of adversity, as well as at the same time being the best to ever pick up a racket, but still not being the most embraced in the history of the game, just because of the fact that she was a black, voluptuous, beautiful woman. Mm. And I think, yeah, I'll tell you what. Hello. Body, <laughs> bang it. <laughs> bang. You preaching for you preaching. Hey, Serena, we love you. We love, we you. love you, baby. Call me. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I just want to tip my hat to excellence. I want to tip my hat to composure. I want to tip my hat to perseverance as well as getting to the bag. Because I, I don't think I'm not 100% on this, but I don't think there's a woman in sports that has earned more money than Serena Williams. And if there is, God bless. Her. I don't. Yeah, she has career career earnings just off of tennis. I believe is about nine. Yep, ninety five million. Ninety four point five. Yeah, ninety four. Nah, nobody's touching that. And then her endorsements. Endorsements. That's what I'm endorsements saying. Endorsements are, are fucking are stupid. Um, right now she has. I mean, I know um, she's a part owner of the uh the women's soccer team out there in L.A. Yeah. Um, and then her net worth right now is uh. Oh, it doesn't tell me. Oh, 250 mil. So yeah, I don't I don't yeah. think there's a lady in the world right now in the sports world that's touching that. So I don't think anybody that's touching that in terms of women. No. Yeah. So I just want to tip my cap to the to the lovely Miss Serena Williams. And, and whenever she, whenever you want to come back to our side, baby, I'll be here waiting to embrace you. With <laughs> hey, yo, so, oh, yeah, because so. she is she's she's married to. Uh, hey, we, we, we got to talk about it. We got to okay, talk about true, it. True, true, true. Uh, but yeah, but yeah, man. Uh, and shout out to her, man. Speaking of whiteness, shout out to her being absolutely out of this world dominant in one of the whitest sports in the world. That's <laughs> you know, what, especially that's what in our was, country. That was the last thing I was going to speak to, like. Her, her coming like I don't know if any of you all have saw King Richard. Really, not yeah, I really, wouldn't say it's a great movie, but it's it's a really good story. It's a really good insight on just the things she went through um, as being a young, dark skinned black woman. You know, coming up out of Oakland, California. You know, the inner city, the West Coast, um, to where you know obviously tennis is not a black thing whatsoever. That's not it, it's a privileged sport in a way, um, and so for her to be able to get through that and, you know, be able to make her pro debut. I think she was like 15 or 16. Um, and then to be here, you know, 25 years later um, is remarkable. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. Shout out to Serena Williams, man. We love you. And I'm pulling for you in the U.S. Open. Um, let's tie Miss Court. Um, and then hopefully, you know, you come back for another one to, to take the record because you're she's more than deserving of it. And Coco Golf. 
Naomi Osaka, mm-hmm. hey, you've been called. You've been yeah. called to the front yeah. of the classroom. On, on the way. You've been called to the front of the classroom. Uh, Coco's 100% on our way. Um, she's still, she's like 16, 17 years old, which is nuts. Um, and then Naomi didn't Osaka. They, they played against each other, didn't they? Didn't she yeah. beat Serena? No. Or did she beat Venus? No, she no, didn't. She didn't beat either beat one. <laughs> she, 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 she gave she Serena. played against them, right? She played against Serena. And she gave okay, Serena okay. a great effort it was really great yeah <laughs> she gave her a great okay effort. all right my fault my, my fault was he my fault was yeah he. she gave her a great effort um once again don't really know how to segue uh from serena to deshaun watson but yo here we go hey surprise we could have yeah, yeah, put a towel in the middle of that we could have put a little hey, yeah. in the middle of that uh <laughs> surprise we're here um yeah so uh, it's always so awkward for us recording on Tuesday because we're either three days after some big news or like a day before the shit. Uh, but we do have at the advantage we're recording right after, you know, Monday night football on Sunday or whatever. But anyway, um, last week we did rec- we did have the um, opportunity to, you know, put out an episode right after um, uh, Judge Judge Sue. Uh, L. Robinson was able to put out her decision on, or it's turned out to be more of a recommendation, Um, her decision slash recommendation to what uh, the adjudication should be for, there you go, Jay, Uh, the adjudication. You tried it, you thought. (laughs) The adjudication should be for um, uh, Deshaun Watson's um, punishment. she did uh, uh, recommend a six-game suspension um, that he only be able to use, uh, like massage therapists and whatnot um, that the Cleveland Browns uh, approve of, uh, and he's to have no adverse involvement with law enforcement and must not, must not commit any additional violations of the policy. Boom, whatever we knew that. So then, um, literally, I believe the next day on Wednesday, the NFL came out and basically said, "Hey." Thank you, Judge Robinson. We're going to take it from here. Um, we're going to appeal that decision. Uh, and we are looking for, from my understanding, they are looking for, um, at the very least, a year-long suspension for Deshaun Watson. Um, a lot of people uh, are. And also, the big thing was that with Judge Robinson's um, recommendation, there was no fine. Um, he wouldn't be fined anything. But I believe the NFL is looking for a year-long suspension and possibly a fine um, because it. we all are aware that Deshaun Watson and his agent worked magic and his salary for the first year of his contract is only, I believe, a million dollars. And then he's due. I the don't other, think it's that much. Yeah, he's, I think it's like 500K <laughs> or something like and that. And then he's due the other $239 million on the back end um, the, the next like four years or whatever of his contract. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a very, very polarizing decision um, for the NFL to go uh, a year long. I think r- one thing that Roger Goodell and that a lot of people that I've seen talk about, a lot of discourse around it, is that Judge Robinson, in her decision, um, basically said what it was. She said her true feelings towards it. She says she says that his nature was uh, predatory. She said that the NFL has never been a forward-facing organization, but is a forward looking organization um she says that his behaviors were premeditated and predatory but she says that looking at the record when compared to relevant precedent and looking forward to how this disciplinary determination might be used in the future she uh, she recommended six games yay i know you had some strong opinions 
um, after the NFL uh, came back and appealed to go for more than six games, which is going to look like a year. Uh, what are your thoughts on it after simmering on it for almost a week? Oh, the same. I think I think they're full of shit. Uh, Ooh, the NFL? Uh, absolutely. Um, I feel like this. they are trying to use this situation to put him back in his place um, and to set a tone to where these, you know, you can't just do whatever you want. Um, the timeline I always like to refer to is, you know, none of this stuff came out until he wanted he out wanted of Houston. That until he wanted the trade from Houston. And the reason why he wanted the trade from Houston is because of racist. It is because he, he felt the organization was racist, which I mean, that's pretty much the NFL, but I understood where he was coming from. Um, I don't say that to say I have any, you know, speculations of the girls' testimonies or anything like that. I'm saying that more so to say the NFL, like people, like I just don't want people to think the NFL is all of a sudden doing the right thing or they just really care about, you know, make make you know making sure the women are heard they don't care about none of that they care about you you had a you you demanded a trade and amidst all this nonsense you got what you want plus a 45 million dollar signing bonus that that that's what i see this as so but i think six games is adequate um you know get, you know given what he did you know not non-violent um you know Two, now, grand juries, two grand juries decided not to indict. So I think six games is adequate. Now, one thing that I've been thinking about and I've seen discussed is the word nonviolent that's been thrown around. You know, it's always physical. You know, wait, can y'all hear me still? Yeah, yeah, we can now. Okay, my fault. Yeah, it just my, changed a little bit. Okay, cool. I, I was touching shit. Okay, is violence always physical? If we were In the wise words of Carlos Miller, stop touching shit. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, is violence always physical? If we were to talk to the women in question, you know, because when we talk about sexual assaults and rape and things of that nature, sexual harassment, a lot of that trauma and whatnot, there are necessarily not any scars. Jamel Hill went on the Dan Lebitard show last week, and she was talking about how she is a victim of... Uh, attempted rape and sexual assault when she was 12 years old. And she said she wasn't physically harmed in that altercation, but the scars and the wounds mentally, emotionally has stayed with her. Jamel is like in her 40s. So of course it stayed with her for the most of her adult, all of her adult life and most of her life. So is what, you know, the violent, you know, nonviolent and whatnot, the, the word that's being thrown around is violence always physical, you know? It's, it's not, however, I think, you know, with and, and I hate to be, you know, comparing sexual assault stories, but based on that story, her being a 12 year old kid and these women in the Deshaun Watson case being grown women and based on their testimonies, it hasn't seemed like it was anything violent. It has it seemed like it was just him talking and him asking for certain things. And I think he moved one girl's hand where the sun don't shine. But I, that's all that I've seen. You know, maybe maybe I'm wrong or I didn't read it correctly, but. I haven't seen any of the testimonies that have alluded to violence. Yeah. And I, but, I, but I think that's, the ahead, thing. yeah, I think it's the, I think it's not that it was like a violent act of like a physical abuse, but in some cases, a lot of mental or verbal abuse can be seen as violent. So I think that's why they're saying maybe it's not nonviolent in the sense of like, yeah, nobody might've been harmed like physically, but like mentally or emotionally, it could have been violent. Um, so I think it's like one of those things, kind of like what domestic abuse, you know what I'm saying? Like domestic abuse can sometimes be nonviolent, quote unquote, physically, but mentally could be pretty violent, you know, the way that I you talk to people that. or the way that people are pro, you know, that you're um treating them. So 
I mean, I like I honestly feel like the NFL, they are doing this to save face. I'm pretty sure they would be just fine with Deshaun taking those six games and letting him play out the rest of the season. I think they're trying to uh, make up, like you said, yeah, uh, what last week about the big bins of the world and all of these other cases that they had where they dropped the ball. So, I mean, I, I like the move, but I also don't think I have, I feel good intentions from it. Now, kind of Roger seems- Goodell did go on. Roger Goodell is on record. Um, he says, we've seen the evidence. She, as in Judge Sue Robinson, she was very clear about the evidence. She reinforced the evidence, Roger Goodell said. There were multiple violations that were egregious and it was predatory behavior. Um, and that's what I was saying. Re- like reading her decision and her recommendations, she's she said, and also a uh, con- point of context, Judge Robinson saw five of the cases of the girls. She didn't look at all 25 to 30 or however many numbers it is. She saw five. So she, at the evidence that she looked at, the testimonies, whatever, she was able to deduce that it was premeditated predatory behavior. But she says, going off of the precedent that has been set by the NFL, I'm giving six games. Now that rings the question. Are we still, does that precedent necessarily matter when we talk about guys like Ben Roethlisberger, Ray Rice, things of that nature? Ray Rice might not be a good example. But when we talk about like Ben Roethlisberger, he was what, one or two cases, you know? We're looking at like, oh, uh, but, yeah, but, uh, yeah, his, but his, his allegations were like rape. No, I know, yeah. I know, I know. What I'm like, saying is, what I'm saying is, but it's like, I don't want to like compare. I hate like comparing things, especially in these types of situations. But okay, like, okay, but let, no, there's comparisons because. Mm-hmm. The litigation against Deshaun was sexual misconduct. The litigation against and the charges against Ben mm-hmm. were rape. Correct. Rape. And with, but like when it's okay, so it's sexual misconduct, but when it's sexual misconduct 25 plus times, you know, and it's like, let's say we got 25, let's say 23 of the women were bullshitting or whatever, which I'm not assuming. If two of them are telling the truth, that's still. It's, it's like it's like if he did it twice, do we still only give him six games? If a judge can deduce that he actually did it at least once, it's like how do we do we still only give him six games? Like how much do we value sexual misconduct? You know, I think six games. I I, I just don't think it. I think if you're gonna and the reason why I brought up nonviolent, like I 100% agree with you all saying like violence can be in different. It, it can be in different shades, but. If you're gonna suspend the guy for an entire year, mm-hmm. it, I, I feel like in this situation, somebody's like got to get hurt, applicable. right? Yeah, like someone somebody's has to be get. hurt. Like it has to be something more serious than now, sexual misconduct. What if he did it now? Yeah, question. What if he did it twenty? What if he's guilty of doing it all twenty five times though? I still see it. As, I mean, Only based on games? their based on their testimonies, it seems like they he has just made he made them feel uncomfortable. He never yeah. stopped anyone from leaving. He never restricted anyone from leaving the massage. He made them uncomfortable, which is wrong, but it ain't 17 games, you know, plus suspension wrong. Not, not, not to me, not to me, bro. Guilty. And not, and, and also given that both, sorry, last thing. Go ahead. And also given no criminal charges were, were held up in court twice. Exactly. So that, that, I think so that, that, that was, was my big, no indictment doesn't mean an exoneration. Remember that doesn't necessarily doesn't. mean an exoneration. Go ahead. Guilty. Uh, I, I'm going to yell on this one. I think six games is kind of the, the mark here due to all the reasons that he already mentioned. Um, yes, there's guys that have done things that people or, or could be classified as nonviolent and they got longer, i.e. Calvin Ridley. But there's precedent set 
previously for as to why Calvin Ridley was given a year. So um, it's a very interesting and uh, peculiar situation. But I think because of the lack of someone getting hurt, it's going to really kind of be the be all end all for this judgment in this ruling. Um, now, would I like to be eight games so he can miss one against the Ravens? Absolutely. But it's not, that's not what it is. Um, and I honestly, because of the fact that to the points you hit it on, no one ever said he, he forced them to do anything. He, he never restrained anyone, never held anyone against their will, never told them, you know, this is what has to be done or, you know, there's going to be some severe consequences. This, that, and there. It was none of that. It was kind of just like fishing in a very, very sick pond. And yeah. I think that's really all it can be at this point. But, of course, the NFL, they're setting this new tone and this new precedent. Now, what I will say is, man, if going forward, the NFL can – like, let's let's say they suspend Watson for more than six games, anywhere from seven to a year. Um if going forward they continue to abide by that precedent, would you are, would you be okay with the yay? If they if 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 this could if this is a if the NFL is trying to turn over a new leaf in terms of properly adjudicating people that, uh, I just don't I I, I don't I, it's hard for me to say that because you just had a situation where Robert Kraft was in Miami getting mm-hmm. get, get, getting freaky with it the old and you, pool. And, and you and you ain't really do nothing so it's like. And that was he got you, caught up in a in a FBI sting, in as the federal, and so it's just like I like, and that was just what a year ago, maybe two, and so it's just like it, it to me, everything like I, I I've been trying to watch this case as closely as I can, and it just it like I keep on saying it just seems like y'all are just trying to put him back in his place, forgetting what he wanted in the end, and it just doesn't seem genuine, and also like. I would I I would feel you, Dre, as far as like going forward. But you know how many how many sexual assault and rape cases has we seen in the past five years? I mean, this is probably like the first one. Well, I'm saying sexual I mean, assault, uh, domestic violence, like, like that, like that's yeah. that that stuff doesn't really happen in the league as much anymore. Well, that's that's more so. What I I'm saying. We, I think we've seen a decent handful in the last five years. Robert but who? And I'm saying I'm saying domestic violence, uh, sexual assault. I'm putting I'm putting it all kind of together. Robert Kraft, Ezekiel Elliott. Tyreek Hill. All right. Yeah. Oh, we're going to stop right there. What? No, Wait, I'm, what? I'm Zeke, Zeke got the six game suspension, but it was proven that this was blackmail. Like, it was proven blackmail. Well, oh, yeah. That is, is Zeke, it was proven was it blackmail. Girl, what is his girlfriend? Yes, it was the girl. And it's, the text come out talking about some, yeah, da, 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 he think he finna leave me. I'm finna ruin his whole entire life. Okay. So let's, oh, let's I calm do that remember out. that. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. So that was because he appealed. They, Confirm appeal again, take it to court again because he 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 went through the appeal process like four times because he was like, This is some bull. Also, that is right. Circling back to Deshaun real quick, a lot of people are upset that he has shown um zero contrition to the entire situation, no remorse or any type of like you want him to show remorse about the massages, my boy. You, you talk you talking to the wrong person. That's right. yeah. That boy was enjoying himself. Yeah. yeah, he ain't sad or bad about that. He just like yeah, no, that's, let me that's play what ball. I'm that's what I'm saying. Like if you if someone tells you that you wronged them, the proper thing to do is to say I'm sorry. 
right? Not, I'm sorry I made you feel that way. You're putting the onus back on them. But if you if, if people are saying, hey, you did, I, you did. And it's clear, at this point, I think it's clear that the nigga did it to some level. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying he did Andre, all Andre, this This <laughs> man was on Twitter with Mia Khalifa playing basketball, <laughs> playing, playing basketball. That man ain't got no Cooper. Right? He, he ain't worried about that. He said, yo, I'm, hey. I am... Damn, you know hey, I mean? he he listen, <laughs> he showed his remorse when he wrote them checks settling they shit. He showed his remorse then. I just don't know, like, I just feel like that's kind of a mood point that people are trying to make because it's like, all right, if he came out and said, I'm sorry, like, would that change your opinion? Like, all the people who are saying that their opinion wouldn't be changed whether he came out and said sorry or if he came out and is doing what he's doing now. I think at this point. This this thing has been going on for a really long time. Like it's for been going long, on since since early so we 2020. Two years now, right? So like I think at this point he's just trying to get get like just let's just, let me just play ball. Let me just get this over with and it be done. But it's just a really it's a really interesting situation. Very interesting. I feel it. All right, man. Let's move on to our last. Uh, what's the word? Uh, let's go to the NBA, man. We've gone to tennis, football. Let's go to the NBA and talk a little Kevin Durant and New uh the Brooklyn New York Knicks. Uh, fuck Nets, the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, Kevin Durant signed a four-year, hundred ninety-eight million dollar extension in twenty twenty-one. The former league MVP averaged thirty and seven that season, but now he requested a trade this offseason right before the Fourth of July. Um. The the waters went dry when it turned out that the Nets wanted your firstborn son and your entire family's generational wealth in exchange for Kevin Durant, um, who is, I believe, uh, 33 going on 34. Um, his contract runs through the 2025-2026 season. Uh, and yeah, he met with Joe Sy, the owner of the Nets in London this past week and said, yo. I still want to be traded. If I stay here, you got to tr- you got to fire Sean Marks, the GM, and Steve Nash, the head coach. Josiah came out in a tweet and said, yo, I'm standing by my coach and my front office. And yeah, <laughs> kind of puts Kevin Durant in a peculiar situation because Josiah said, you're not about to little boy me. You're not about to peewee me, dog. Um, so yeah, man, what's the word for Kevin Durant putting his foot down and Joe Sy gingerly lifting it back up. I'm going to say, uh, it's not a word, it's kind of a phrase, but kind of a compound. I'm going to say 10 toes. Um, I love that Kevin Durant stays, you know, stood firm in his stance and in his meeting with Joe Sy and everyone um, and wanting to trade. This is an organization that has been um, poorly run, to say the least, um, in the last, you know, I mean, since they've gotten to Brooklyn, to be quite honest, since they moved from Jersey, um, I, I, I feel like this is going to drag out until camp. And it's really Kevin Durant is going to have to hold out or, you know, act like or just he's going to have to do something. Uh, he's he's going to have to make his point known at camp, whether that's by not playing hard, not showing up whatever the case may be, he may have to pull a Ben Simmons um, to get up, <laughs> to get up out of there. Nice. Um, but I, the, the real you can culprit, never encourage that behavior. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, I, you're you're hundred percent right. But I will say the real culprit in all of this madness. Steve is Nash? really, Oh no, James Harden. 
James, James Harden demanding out is what really was the beginning of the end of the Nets. Um, when they made that trade for like they had a solid squad. When they made the trade for James, they gave up entirely, entirely too much. And I said it at the time, but now it's even be, now it's becoming even more evident. Four first round picks, two pick swaps, Karis Levert and Jared Allen for James, for a year of James Harden. Um, so I think him wanting out and them giving him what he wanted, um, and then getting, you know, pennies on the dollar for him, um, really was, was the beginning of the end, uh, for this team. Calvin, what's the word? Um, I'm going to say half baked on the <laughs> on the side of the of the Brooklyn Nets, bro. Half this baked. organization, bro, they they got to be on that super pack right now because they yeah. have literally not been able to make a solid move since they had Darren Williams at the point guard position. And I, you know, I kind of hate to see them go down this road like their trajectory is looking like they about to be the Detroit Pistons in a few years, to be honest, because um, they don't have a lot of leverage here. You've, you've got your star player calling out the coach and the owner. Like, I, like, I don't, you know what I'm saying? What can you do from there? Now, all you can really do is like give him what he wants. The thing is, I think the Brooklyn Nets are trying to get too much for Kevin Durant. I know that sounds crazy, but they're just they're trying to do it entirely too much. The two places that potentially he wants to go to the Heat and the Suns are giving them worthwhile deals. And they keep saying, nah, that's niggas said they want Devin Booker. Like, come on, bro. Are you <laughs> yeah. you're you're, you're really wilding out? You're smoking. They got they gotta make up for that hardened trade, bro. You're smoking dirt. And, and listen, if anything, that's and that's why I said a few weeks back, it's gonna have to be a three-way trade. Somebody else is gonna have to get in the mix in order for them to get exactly what they want. Because the teams that you're potentially trying to trade, they're trying to take too much. The Raptors, the Suns, the Heat. Who else? I think they talked the Warriors and Lakers. Talk to the and Warriors. Maybe, maybe the Trailblazers. There was the Spurs were also kind of sort of thrown in there, but they were just kind of like a third or fourth team, kind of just to spectate. Yeah. So yeah. you gotta you gotta imagine like all of these teams that you're telling them they need to give up everything that they own for one player. They're not they're not buying that because they're like, yo, he's yeah. not even happy with y'all. So it, it's really about to turn into a Ben Simmons situation. It's about to yeah. turn into a I'm about to hold out and. I'm going to get where I want to go eventually, but y'all just going to have to deal with me not playing. Calvin, you said Detroit. say something about his hair. You said Detroit Pistons. I'll do it one further. My word is Sacramento Kingish. That is is nasty work. That's tough. If if, if we go back a decade, right before I started, my senior year of high school, right before I started college, um, the Brooklyn Nets said, oh, I see what the Celtics are doing. I want a piece of that pie. I want, to, I want a piece of that pie. So they they traded Chris Humphreys, Jared Wallace, Marshawn Brooks, Chris Joseph, and Keith Bogans to the Celtics. They also sent three first-round picks and a pick swap. Two of those picks turned out to be Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. We then go on to resurrect the team several, several years down the road where we have a really fun playoff team full of young, enthusiastic guys, D'Angelo Russell, Karis LeVert, Spencer Dinwiddie, all those guys, they're all gone. We blow the team up to uh, go get Kevin Durant. We go get, and Kevin Durant says, yo, I'm not coming if you don't bring my best friend. We go get Kevin Durant and Martin Luther Irving Jr. And now, after three years, and oh, oh, I'm not done. After that, Mm -hmm. we send everything. We send a farm down to Houston 
Megan Thee Stallion's hometown to get James Harden, who left, who left his prime in Texas, because that man ain't looked like a prime player since he was in Texas. Nah, he he had he had a he had some tough games. He had some he had some flashes. He had some flashes. But Dre, Dre, go ahead. Forgot to mention you forgot to mention the haul that they brought when they um, took the Celtics when they took Paul Pierce. Uh, oh yeah, I, yeah. And the whole y'all took y'all got Paul Pierce and KG three years too fucking late. That y'all got the three years too late, and that was a disaster. Next thing you know, Paul Pierce is riding the bench on his last game. Uh, his last games in in what uh, the Clippers played for the Wizards. I know we remember that. <laughs> Forget about that. But yeah, man. And then you, you bring James Harden leaves his legs in Texas because when it's time for a deep playoff run, his hamstrings turn into linguini. You know what I'm saying? So, and now at the this is messy. We end up bringing back Ben Simmons, who can't play, who refuses to play, won't play, pussy to play. Sorry, viewers. He's too dog made to play. And. Yeah, man, this is just going to end up bad for the Nets, bro. Joe Sy, I, I, I kind of respect you standing behind your coach and your GM, sort of, I guess, in terms of principle and being a businessman. Because at the end of the day, it sounds like Kevin Durant's not going to be here, whether you like it or not. And Steve Nash and Sean Marks probably will. Um, so, yeah, man, this is messy. Kevin Durant's probably sitting out training camp. Um, but, yo, there will be a lockout next year. Um, or we'll get very close to one because the owners do not like this. There are too many guys. I personally, I don't care. I am for I'm first team all player empowerment. Okay. I'm Hall of Fame player empowerment. Too many guys are requested trades in the first or second year of these max deals that they're signing. They're sitting out. We got load management. It's just a mess. It's not good for business. I don't care about business because I've enjoyed everything that I've watched so far from the NBA. You know, I don't give a damn. It's not my money. Um so yeah, man, there will the owners, the owners gonna say, yo, you can't request a trade in your first and second year of a max deal. And the player's gonna say, shit me. <laughs> Why? Watch me do it. <laughs> Watch me do it. You think I'm signing that paper? Player Association, they ain't signing that paper. So we're we I, hey, we're gonna see a lot of pro-ams in, in November 2023. Mm-hmm. We're gonna see a lot of pro-ams, my boy. We're gonna see a lot of pickup games at Rucker Park at LA Fitness. You know what I'm saying? Speaking, speaking of programs, what the fuck is going on with DeJounte Murray? <laughs> yo, yo, he yo, is, he yo, is a wild boy. He's, a, he's yo, an listen, asshole. DeJounte, boy, we know it, bro. Crazy. You got that dog in you, bro. This this <laughs> man, you don't this man, this, it to us. this man started dating young boys, baby mama, and turned into young boy, bro. He is yo, wild. He, is he dating Yaya or no? He wanted, I wanted it, one of his old baby mamas, you know. Yo, we got a million of boy, bro, 76 yo. baby mamas. That man, listen, listen, DeJounte, we know you got that dog in you, bro. I understand you want to be a little bit more vocal now that we're actually going to get to watch you play. I get bro, it. Nah, did you did you see the clip of him begging the uh, ball of Buddy Head? Oh, <laughs> yes, bro. <laughs> oh, Paolo, bro. First of all, Orlando, y'all some y'all are some fucking skeevy ass niggas. Paolo is the number one overall pick. Hurt, he tweaked himself in the damn summer league, and y'all let y'all get him out playing in pro ams. But y'all better tell that man to shut it down. Get it to shut shut him down. What are y'all doing? Did y'all not just see what happened to Zion? Y'all want to be New Orleans East? What's going on? Mm-mm. And lastly, oh, <laughs> this went under the radar, but we gonna get on y'all heads. Julius Randle, Obi Toppin. And Jalen Brunson played in a New York pro am yesterday and lost by 13. Cool. 
That's a bad. That, that's not a good program. Program. Julius Randle. So, not everybody is meant for the pro. I mean, Julius Randle has been on a oh, downhill. It don't league, matter what but... you meant for. You six nine and you in the league. You playing on a hundred million dollar deal in Madison Square Garden. You're playing against. <laughs> you're playing against fucking Harris Teeter workers and fucking movie, movie theater attendants on the other team. There was no NBA and two players on the other team dropped forty apiece. Oh my god. Yo, what? <laughs> Hey, it's it's what's soon to come for the Knicks, yeah. That's it. Hey, that's man. That's yeah. Yuki, Yuki, uh, what's the word for Kevin Durant? You know what I'm saying? Trying to Debo his way out of Brooklyn. Atypical. Ooh. Hey, you, 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 you give me a run for my money today. Yeah, I've been in, I've been in my thesaurus. Yes, sir. <laughs> I say atypical, man, because it's just like it seems to be par for the course for Kevin at this point, you know. Oh, it's the slightest sign of inconvenience he's but out of it. and I, I can't say I blame him because I, I look at life through a similar perspective, a similar lens, I would say. But um I don't know about going about it this way is the way to do it. Um but if you have requests and demands and you are the eight hundred million dollar man that is Kevin Durant and has the franchise basically by the balls, you can do whatever it is that you want to do. Um, or request whatever it is that you would like to request and if they oblige or whatever, you know, you have the cachet to be able to get out there and be like, hey, no, I, I can at least ask. But I just say atypical because it seems like whenever whenever there's something that Kevin don't like, he's going to make it vocal. And he's like, hey, go ahead and get me out of here. Go ahead get me out of here. And I, like I said, it's his career. It's his life. I can't say there's anything wrong with that. Hey man, I'm with it, bro. You know what I said, bro. We all first team player empowerment over here, man. Joe that's not, that, I, don't, I don't know if that's fair, bro. I don't know if that's what? fair. Gilkey gave him his credit though. He said, "Yo, that's what you want to do. I'm not mad at it." But but I don't, I don't but know. I'm saying like it's a, it's a, things get tough. He he skated. I don't know about uh, that. Uh, I mean, kinda. Nah, not even tough. Not even tough though. But it's just uncomfortable. Once he gets uncomfortable, he out. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. When he gets a little uncomfortable, he does skate. And this and this is and here's the thing, bro. We now have enough scenarios for this to be a sample size. You know what I'm saying? We have three. We really, we got. Three. We really only got two. Why not? No, I don't think you can. I don't think you can count Golden State, bro. I, like that's a franchise who kept disrespecting him publicly. That's a franchise who Gilkey, was disrespecting Gilkey him does not want to privately. Yoki does not want to hear that shit. Publicly and privately disrespecting that man. How they disrespect him? They gave that man three hundred trillion dollars. <laughs> no, bro. No, they disrespected him privately and publicly when the shit went down with Draymond, and y'all just kind of wanted to just not address it and not, you know, talk about it. And y'all, well, y'all so didn't want to really work that out. Say, hey, Draymond, I need you to come talk to Kevin and apologize. Nah, y'all both grown sit, men, bro. Nah, figure it out. Down. Like, figure, nah, make sit, it work. Stop being mean, down, Draymond. Bro. Y'all, y'all sit, y'all sit down all together. Kevin, Draymond. Y'all sit down all together, bro. That I, I just feel like as, as an organization for a player of Kevin Durant's caliber, that's what you do. You sit them down and and let let's all talk about this. You don't just act like nothing happened. Secondly, y'all tried to for y'all tried to pressure this man into playing on a bad leg and he went out and popped his Achilles. He was going to leave, bro. After that, like, after something like that you happens, he's going to leave, bro. Okay, okay, check this out, right? I understand that. But do you really think they forced him to play or do you not really think he just wanted to hoop because that's what he loved to do? I think it's definitely a little bit of both. I definitely I think, think it was a little bit a, of both. But, but, but what I do think, you think it was more of? 
I think it's <laughs> mm, I think it's probably definitely more that more of Kevin Durant wanting to, you know, play. As, plus, as all, plus the pressures as, added. Okay, fair enough. As, I just wanted as, to clarify. As all players would want to, but at, at, at organizational wise, it's your job to, to protect the player from himself sometimes. And in that moment, if you truly cared about the future of Kevin Durant, you would have stopped him. But they saw him as a hot commodity and just a flash in the pan. So yeah, go out there, whatever happens, happens. And it did, and he moved on and they and they, you know, went on whatever. So I, I don't know if the whole he ju- he's skating every time something gets uncomfortable. Would you want to play with Ben Simmons? Is that what you? Because you don't, you don't want to play with Ben Simmons. You should have sat down and had a, a chitter chatter with your homie James. Would you? No, the organization should have take James. the organization should have take that bullshit deal. That's what should have happened. Wait, what bullshit it, deal? What was the deal? Trade for James Harden, they got oh. a first round. They got a first round pick. <laughs> Thirty games of Andre Drummond, um, Ben Simmons, and Seth Curry. When but you honestly, had just bro, when you had just got James the previous year for, for as we just mentioned the big haul. I mean, a lot of this does stem back to Kyrie just kind of being really stubborn. I, you know what I'm saying? I think I think not, this ends, it's I not think Kyrie's this, fault. No, I'm bro. saying I think this ends differently if the Nets are able to make a if they don't get swept in the first round. I think the sweeping in the first round by the Celtics kind of turn this into an avalanche of things. They're in, they're in the position they are because they didn't win as many games in the regular season as they could because Kyrie didn't fucking play. But that I don't know if that would have really determined things because we know Kyrie by himself that he's not a he's not a I'm gonna go out and win games he's a I'm gonna put on a show and I'm a great number two but he's not gonna win them games and Kevin was hurt damn near the whole year that's what that's, that's what true. really hurt them well Kevin we wish you luck I guess free my uh, man Miami, yo ain't no come on come on to Philly man he was like, ain't no free you only saying free Kevin because you want him in fucking Philly yes no, man that nigga's making 50 million dollars a year ain't no fucking free that nigga bro he'll be fine <laughs> And if anything, I need, I need him in Miami, my boy. <laughs> we get you, hey, we get you some of them things out there, uh, Kevin. Hey, yo, chill out, bro. Chill right, out, man. bro. Let's go back to our favorite segment for the next for these eight weeks lead up to the season. Let's predict the AFC North. Uh, yeah, man, y'all. Right. Yeah, man, y'all boys ready? Hey, I rock with this, bro. This that this that young boy energy, bro. I, I like <laughs> this that this that NBA young boy. Uh, yeah. Division. <laughs> uh, so yeah man uh, play along at home I'm going to list off the games of each team and yeah we're going to start with the team that is the probably the least interesting team in this division the Pittsburgh Steelers um, yep. f- formerly known as the Heinz Field Pittsburgh Steelers they still have not renamed the field okay regular season week one at the Bengals week two home Patriots week three road Browns week four home Jets Week five, road Bills. Week six, home Bucks. Week seven, road Dolphins. Week eight, uh, road Eagles. Week nine, bye. Week 10, home Saints. Week 11, home Bengals. Week 12, road Colts. Week 13, road Falcons. Week 14, home Ravens. Week 15, road Panthers. Week 16, home Raiders. Week 17, road Baltimore. And week 18, home Browns. Hmm. What well, well, we got? I, I got the boys at six and eleven. Unfortunately for wow, wow. <laughs> I hate to be. I hate to be that guy, bro. Because <laughs> wow. I love Mike. I love Mike T. Oh, his first losing season. Yeah, dog. Oh wow. And I think I think coming off 
you know, last year, and now they put this losing season on. I think it's going to be real loud for Mike T in Pittsburgh, unfortunately, this year. And, I mean, he's not going to be given much to work with on the offensive side of the ball is Najee Harris and <laughs> fill in the blanks. <laughs> they still but, got Deontay Johnson. Yeah, well, he ain't been able to catch the ball. <laughs> yeah. I think he got he got hurt today in practice. Oh, mm-hmm. shit. Well, spoke so soon. I got – that's tough, man. I got him losing to the Bengals. I got him beating the Pats. Got him losing to the Browns with Jacoby Brissett just because I think they're going to run the ball down their neck. I got him losing to the Jets, surprisingly, just because I think the Jets are going to be kind of an upstart team this year. I think the Jets will get closer to that eight to ten win range this year. Mm. Um, yeah, that's my that's sleeper. Int- it is that's interesting. Uh, Bills L, Bucks L's. I got the Dolphins taking this one too, just because I don't think, I don't think the Dol- I don't think Pittsburgh matches up well with the speed that the Dolphins have on that outside. Hold on, hold on, brother. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because you, of all know, people, of all people, you of all people, of all have people. always told me you get to a shaky in that pocket. He gonna you you hit him once or twice. He gonna get shaky. <laughs> and and, J, and TJ coming, Eddie. He's yes, coming. He's coming, he's right. coming bro. All right. We might be seven and but, ten. But, we might but, be but seven I, and ten. I can respect it though. Uh, <laughs> I got them beating the Eagles. I got them. Mm. <laughs> Mm, that's spicy. That's spicy. That's real spicy. I got them beating the Eagles just because I don't think they'll be able to block CJ Watt. I don't. I, I don't see the Eagles being able to keep Watt off of Jalen Hurts. Uh, I got them beating the Saints. I got them losing to the Bengals. I got them beating the Colts, Falcons, losing to the Ravens twice. They're going to beat the Panthers, and that's going to be their last win of the year. Ooh. Wow. And I know, honestly, so that that Jets, Dolphins, and one of those Ravens games can be flipped. So that could get them to nine and eight. Okay. Well, Gilkey has laid down the gauntlet. Calvin, what's the record? Uh, I have them eight and nine. So I still think it's a losing season, but I think they do a little bit better than six and 10 or six and 11. Um, I think really the key games that they end up winning, I, I had them going on a stretch where they go on a three game winning streak which would be that Patriots, that first week Browns, and then the Jets. Um, but I think after that, they go through a little bit of a gauntlet. Bucks, Bills, Dolphins, Eagles, all back-to-back. Um, and then they got the – after the bye, they got the Saints, which I believe, you know, by week 10, Jameis is going to be in full Jameis form. And you never know what that team is going to look like uh, that way, yeah. that deep into the season. So um, I, I think they have a, a decent year. I think maybe, but I think honestly, them losing uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is going to be bigger than I think we probably are giving them credit for because Juju actually provided a lot for their offense, even though he wasn't that great of a wide receiver. Um, And then remember, you got guys who are like one-trick ponies, Chase Claypool, um, Deontay Johnson. They're not, neither one of them are elite number one receivers. Um, so we'll see what they can do with that offense. And ain't Mitch Trubisky the starter? Um, we don't know yet. It's either going to be him or Kenny Pickett. Or, or, so listen, I, I have no faith with either one of them when you got uh, the defensive lines that he are gonna, he's, they're going to see coming out of the AFC North, especially you got to play them twice a year because Mitch couldn't do nothing while he was in Chicago. I know he ain't about to do it in, uh, in 
in P- Pittsburgh. So we'll see. Yay, what you got? Um, I'm higher on them than the, those two. I got them at ten and seven. Um, you know, I think I, I I think this is every time we think they're gonna have a down year, Mike T just shows why he's the great, why he's you know one of the best coaches, if not the best in the NFL. Um, I think the Bengals are gonna take a little bit of a step back, just a little bit, um, and I think they're gonna you know take advantage of you know the Browns. Um, I don't think the Browns are going to be as good as people think. Um, but, I, you know, I think that, that you know, a few games that I'm looking at, um, you know, the Buccaneers, I think that's definitely a game that they can absolutely get. Um, it's going to be at home. That ba- that Buccaneers offensive line is decimated now. Um, and the, the strength of the Steelers' defense is their front seven. Um, yeah. So I think that's absolutely a game they could win. I think they could absolutely go down to Miami and win. Um, you know, I think they could, you know, I think they're probably going to split with Baltimore and, you know, Cincy, Uh, you know, I think they have a chance of sweeping the Browns just depending on how the season goes, but I think they're going to be all right. I know their quarterback, you know, situation is rough, but it was rough last year. Uh, Big Ben was less than a shell of himself. Uh, He was, he was pretty bad at times, very limited at times. Um, So whatever, whether it's Mitch or Kenny Pickett, I think they're going to be able to open up, uh, the game for Claypool and Deontay Johnson a little bit more if he can hold on to the ball. And I love their draft pick, George Pickens. Um, I think he's going to bring that juju type of vibe. He's not as big, but he hey, just has George that. George Pickens he, is that dog. He has that dog in him. I mean, when he was, when he was fighting Brad Georgia in the end zone, like he's just a different breed, man. And, he, and I think he's just going to bring the, a, a, a different type of um, tenacity to that, to that offense. Um, and then they pick, I know they got, uh, I think they got miles Jack in the off season. So him combined with Devin Bush, I think those are two very athletic, good linebackers to complement. you know, what they got going up front with Casey Hayward and, um, TJ Watt. So I think, I think they're going to be solid, man. I think they're going to be all right. Fighting for a wild card. Yeah. I have them at eight. <clears throat> I have them at eight and nine. Um, but I think it could go either way as well. Um, next up, let's do the. Browns. Let's see if the Browns out the way. Um, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, probably. Damn, this would have been great if Deshaun was playing. Uh, but at the Panthers, home Jets, home Steelers, road Falcons, home Chargers, home Patriots, road Ravens, home Bengals. Monday Night Football. Um, week nine bye. Road Dolphins, road Bills, home Bucks. Road Texans, Road Bengals, home Baltimore, home Saints, Road Commanders, Road Steelers, and that's it. I think it's quiet for them boys, man. This this is the, the Brown schedule? Mm-hmm. I don't think slow, they're... It's slow, difficult. Yeah, I don't know if they'll necessarily be able to recover from... I don't I, I don't think they win. They win maybe one game in that week six stretch, that, that six-week stretch. Like... Nah, they're gonna win. They're gonna win more than one, bro. One in the first six. I mean, I think they beat the Falcons. But other than that, who else did they beat in the first six? You don't don't think they beat the Jets and the Panthers? I think they lose to the Jets. I think they'll slide the Jets just because they can run the ball, bro. They can just pound it. I mean, they can't. They can't run the ball. I think at best they go three and three in the six week stretch. That's what I had them. They go three and three. Um, and then when Deshaun does and. If Deshaun does come back, you know, after week six, who's to say what he looks like, you know? Yeah. 
Like we don't know what that's he's very true. Yeah, he, he hasn't played football in a very long time. He hasn't played football in a long time, and he hasn't never played with this team. So we don't know what it'll look like. Um, if he's out the whole season, I think it just gets worse. I think it gets a lot worse, a lot quicker for this team, to be quite honest with you. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you could run the ball, but as the Tennessee Titans have shown us, running the ball only gonna get you, but so far. Um, Calvin, what you got? What's the record? Um I've got them five and twelve. Oof. Oh my gosh, bro! What? <laughs> oh <laughs> my god! What happened? You to think Virgil? it's gonna be a disaster? What? Listen, what? I think I think this might be one of those years they do not, they can't recover because yes, you got the Panthers week one. Like uh, Jay said, the Jets are on to come up. I got, I already had them losing the Steelers game one. I honestly feel like they could slip to the Falcons. The Falcons going to get some games in. Hey, Marcus Mariota behind QB. I mean, uh, behind center. You never know what might happen. Um, and then you go on the stretch with the Chargers, uh, Patriots, Ravens, and Bengals. Yeah. That's tough. And you come yeah. back with the Bills, uh, Dolphins, Bucks. Like, yeah, I don't see them that's winning a, a lot that's of a, games. That's a crazy stretch. Like, yeah. you don't. And you by don't, that time, you're probably going to be like, what, three or seven? You don't get a real reprieve until week 13 when you play the Texans. Then you go right back to play Bengals, Baltimore, and the Saints, and they all have good good defenses, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I think they split with the Steelers. I think they uh, they can beat the Commanders, but the only other wins I see them really getting is potentially that, um, that Panthers, the Falcons, and maybe, maybe the Texans. Mm. All right. Yay, what you got? What's the record? Um, I have them at eight and nine. Um, I think they're going to be middle of the pack. Um, you know, obviously they're probably going to, you know, win those. I think they're going to win those first two games and it's going to get real. Um, I do think they, mm, you're saying that. Okay. Yeah. They probably do lose that Chargers game, you know, because yeah. Deshaun is out. Um, Jack boys. You know, we ain't yeah, them with Deshaun. Fuck y'all. I, I don't know y'all 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 be kind y'all be a little shaky when y'all gotta go on the road and gotta travel that far. No, we, um, we're actually better on the road than we are at home. Because well, we I'm saying when you gotta travel far like that, the, the we, thing that I keep thinking of is that Ravens game, bro. That Ravens game, that Ravens game, and 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 the the Browns defensively are built similar to the Ravens, not as good, but they're well, built similar. You forget you forget that we played the Browns in Cleveland last year and beat them. <laughs> It was it was a shootout. Well, there. well, no, that, that that was in L.A. No, no that was in L.A. It was it. It was in L.A. because it was in All the right. dome. I, I remember that. All right, go ahead, um, keep going, keep going, keep going, keep going. But I think I think they'll have an up and down year. They they, they have a they have a tough schedule because they're in a really tough division. Um, and I just think this Deshaun stuff is it, it's 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 a it's a big distraction. Then you got you know though it's minute you know you got the Kareem Hunt situation. He wants out because he wants a new deal. I just feel like it's a lot of moving pieces, and I don't know if I trust Kevin Stefanski to be able to handle all of these distractions and everything. You had the Baker thing. like It just seems like they can never really get in a flow. And in football, especially at this time right now, like you need to start – You at this point, you need to be building something, and it just seems like they're yeah. probably not going to be able to. Um, and Or whatever they do build in the preseason and training camp is going to get debunked by the Deshaun Watson uh, suspension. So – I think I, yeah. eight, nine, seven, and seven, and, and ten. If I'm not mistaken, Amari Cooper is actually hurt too right now. Yeah, Amari got hurt. He did. 
<laughs> I mean, I mean, I rock with Amari Cooper, yeah. but I, that ain't moving the needle for me. <laughs> that ain't moving okay, the needle. Jacoby Brissett. That ain't. That's that's why I don't see them win eight games. Nigga, man, have some respect for Brissett. It's Brissett. Thank you, Gilkey. Brissett, my God, come on, Gilkey. What's the Browns' record? I'm right there with yeah. I got them at nine and eight, man. Um, okay. I ain't got too much. I actually got them going four and two. The first six, I got them beating the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers. Then losing to the Falcons and, and the Chargers. All right, there you go. I was so um, and then beating, <laughs> I got them beating the Pats too. Okay. Um, I just don't know. I think when Deshaun come back, that's when it gets rocky. Because I got them yeah. losing to the Ravens, I got them losing to the Bengals, I got them losing to the Dolphins, the Bills, and the Bucks in a row. And okay. then they beat the Texans, the Bengals, <laughs> the Ravens, the Saints. I got the Commanders sneaking one out. In the last, uh, the second to last week of season, and the Steelers taking the L week 17. So, Thanks. like I okay. said, I just don't, I don't know how he's going to ingratiate himself into the offense. It's gonna, it's yeah. gonna be, a, it's gonna be a lot. I mean, I know he's been there all OTAs and training camp and mini camp, but as of now, once the preseason, once that first week of preseason starts, I think they're gonna find that rhythm and that flow. I know Jacob. He's been taking pretty much all the first team reps since before they got Baker out of there, so he's comfortable as, as the, within the offense as the QB one, nice. and he plays a completely different style than Deshaun Watson does. Deshaun brings a completely, uh, a totally different element, but that is something that the offense is going to have to adjust to, especially the offensive line has to adjust to on the fly. Um, so I don't know how how smoothly it works out for Cleveland and the boys. Thanks. All right, man. Let's move on to the two most interesting teams in this division. Let's do the Cincinnati football Bengals first. Y'all know who we saving for last. We saving Big Trust, the home of Lamar Jackson. Uh, week one for the Bengals. Home Steelers. Home Steelers. Road Jerry's World. Uh, road Jets. Home Dolphins. Road Ravens. Road Saints. Uh, home Falcons, Road Browns, Home Panthers, uh, Week 10 by, you good, Jim? Uh, week 10 by, Road Steelers, Road Titans, Home Chiefs, Home Browns, Road Bucks, Road Patriots, Home Bills, r- Home Ravens. So, will there be a Super Bowl hangover? Oh. Uh- for the Cincinnati Bengals, because let me tell you, uh, the schedule, it's not easy, but I don't think it's the hardest in the world. It's not. It's not. I got them going 12 and 5, man. Whoa. I said Super Hangover. You said hell no. I got you them said hell no. Okay. I got them at 12 and 5. Only teams I got them losing to, got them losing to us. Baltimore, the first game. I got them losing to the Titans. I got them losing to the Chiefs. They're losing to the Browns one game, the Bucks one game, and that's it. All I don't right. see. I, 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 I'm not 100 about this offensive line right now. Okay, but I do know that they've got weapons, and as long as they can stay healthy and get a ball to Joe, let him tote it. Let Joe tote. Let Joe tote. Let Joe tote. Even okay. I mean, Joe Mix can throw the ball too. Like it's, we be real, but I mean, you know, the young, the young gun, Joe Burrow. His chemistry is through the roof with Jamar Chase, even to the point where I heard Jamar Chase go shopping for Joe Burrow, which is something that I've got calls to pause for. But anyway. <laughs> he said, cause <laughs> to pause. I got, like, hold on, player. But anyway, 
I just think they're building they're building some things and they're headed in the right direction up there in Cincinnati. They're getting the new indoor facility. So that's a, that's Bounce always time. a that's always a bonus to actually be a professional franchise and have facilities like a I mean you could even ACC programs, all ACC programs basically got indoor facilities. So yeah. Um I just I don't know. I don't see the schedule being as difficult as I would have liked it to be. <laughs> Consider they made it the Super Bowl. Facts. But That's what I was saying. Here it is, and there it is. Twelve and five, mm-hmm. Cincinnati Bengals. Cal, what you got? Uh, I got them hovering around either ten and seven or eleven and six. Um, I agree with Jay. I think there's a lot of games in here that they definitely can win. I think the key games they're probably going to lose. I think they split with us. I think they lose to the Bucks. Um, I think they lose to the Bills as well. Um, the Chiefs. I think they can beat the the Titans, but I think they might split with the Steelers. And I think they could potentially lose that game to the Saints. Uh, But outside of that, I think they have a pretty favorable schedule. I was going to say the Cowboys, but I know y'all would take my head off if I said they (laughs) Because you a closet Uh, Cowboys fan. No, listen, it is a a Cowboys home game. So, I mean, in this week two, they might can sneak that one. Just saying. Just say, hey, all right, listen, my boy Dak and Zeke. Tray, be Trayvon Diggs is getting cooked that <laughs> game, my brother. Bad. The whole game. No hey. picks. Yay. T, listen, T. Higgins, Jabbar, <laughs> everybody getting a turn. Hey, yay. Talk to us, man. I know you're going to have something spicy. Um, Not not on this one, man. I, okay. I would like to retract my, my, my former statement <laughs> that they would take a step back after looking at the schedule. I got them at 13 and 4. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, one one game. Thirteen. I think they're going to be really good. Um, you know, I was looking at my notes from earlier. Jay alluded to the offensive line. Well, they addressed that in the offseason. Um, they got Lael Collins from uh, the tackle from uh, Dallas. Um, they got Alex Kappa, the uh, guard from the Buccaneers, and Ted Karras. Um, I believe he plays guard as well from uh, New England. Um, so they address the offensive line as long as those guys gel well. I see no issues. Um, you know, they got a young squad and they got a really, you know, I won't say a favorable schedule, um, but it, 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 their schedule plays to their strengths. Um, facts, facts. And I think that they're just they're, they're going to build off last year. They're young. They're, they're extremely talented. Um, you know, most teams like that who are young and talented, you know, usually they get decimated in the offseason by guys leaving. They're pretty much retaining everybody. They're able to uh, franchise Jesse Bates. So I got them having a pretty good year, man. 13 and 4, 12 and 5. They're, they're going to be competing for that bye. Well, hot damn. Let's go over to Big Trust, man. You didn't get your record. Oh, shit. I had him at 10 and 7. I keep forgetting oh, wow. to get my shit. Yeah, I got him at 10 and 7. Um, I, I, I wasn't necessarily the biggest believer in their playoff run. Um, we know. Yeah, I think they got a little lucky. <laughs> I do. I think they got a little lucky, man. At the end of that Raiders game, was he convinced? The Titans game, wasn't convinced. And um, the Super Bowl, hey, man, hopefully, they, like you said, they did address the offensive line. So if if they did address that correctly, because, you know, we got to see if it works out. Um they should they should be dangerous, um, and we'll 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 see how how they're able to to keep this team together down the road when it comes time to pay these guys. Um, but yeah, man, let's go over to Big Trust. And yeah, if you got these guys, if you got the Bengals going thirteen and five or twelve or, or thirteen and four, that means uh, it might not be favorable for 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 the Baltimore boys. Um, 
All right, last one. At the Jets, home Dolphins, road Patriots, home Bills, home Bengals, road Giants, home Browns, road Bucks, road Saints, bye, home Panthers, road Jaguars, home Broncos, road Steelers, road uh, Browns, home Falcons, home Steelers, road Bengals. Boy, if y'all don't win 12 games. Which which I want. Which I want to hear. Yeah. I want you want to go first. I want want Yay first. I want y'all to go last. We'll go Calvin and Gilkey. Um I have the Ravens (laughs) at 10 and 7. Dog. I have them at 10 and 7. And that's not that's no disrespect. (laughs) I just feel like right. That's why y'all lose that. That's I feel like why Ravens, y'all gonna lose to the Steelers. That's crazy. <laughs> I feel like the Ravens, their year is going to be next year. I feel like they have a lot of young talent, and they did. They, I feel like they were one of the underrated teams in the draft. Um, however, it's going to take time to get that talent ingratiated into the Ravens' way. Um, and so I, you know, I, I don't think they'll be up and down, but I do question their offense. That that, and not because of necessarily Lamar Jackson. Um, I, I question everything about their offense. I do question Lamar Jackson's throwing ability um, in that intermediate uh, range in the eight to ten, eight to eight to twelve yard range. Um, I question their weapons, um, and then you got you know all your running backs essentially are coming off of you know injuries uh, and, and major injuries at that at that that I might add. Um, so I do got some questions. The offensive line has a lot of question marks, and no Ronnie Stanley probably is won't be back. Um, and then obviously lost Orlando Brown, you know, a couple years back. So 10 and seven is where I got him. Oof. All right, Cal, Cal and Gilkey, y'all tag team is Cal. You give your record, Jay, you give your record. Uh, I got us going 14 and three. <laughs> oh my gosh. Jay, what you got? Oh my God. 13 and four. Gang, gang. Oh, right, Calvin, God. Calvin, why? That's real Calvin, gang, gang. Why? Why? Oh listen, listen, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the, <laughs> four, the best you, player I'm, in the NFL, bro. <laughs> That's why that's he, he touched about everything. Yeah, the go. only four, the only four games <laughs> that I perceive that we could potentially lose, and that's why I said fourteen and three, is I have the Buccaneers as a team that we could potentially lose to the um mm-hmm. the game against the Bengals at the last game of the season, um and the only other game, starters. right? And the only <laughs> other game that I think we could potentially lose is that Patriots game week three. Um, what? The other, hey, listen, the other what? games, the other games, we have a lot of good home games. Like we're taking the Bills at home. This is a redemption game from the playoff time. We got the Giants this year. We we go on a stretch. Y'all got the Giants got on the, the road, bro. Y'all got the Giants on the road. Yeah, yeah. Matter, we, saying, can, we can play them on the moon, bro. The They're not gonna beat us. Oh, yeah. I'm, my fault. My fault. Go like, ahead. Go you ahead. know what I'm saying? And and the fourth team that I would think that might could beat us mm-hmm. is potentially the Broncos, but we got them at home. So I feel good about it. So you saying football games? What do you be watching? Bro, what? Bro, what? So Cal, you said what? y'all sweeping the Steelers. Yeah, for sure. Okay. 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 They, they gonna be some ugly games, but we're gonna sweep them, boys. Gilkey, wow. can you give me your round round behind, behind 13 wow. and 4? Wow. 13 and 4. I got us losing to the I got us losing to the Bills because we're gonna beat them in the playoffs this year. I got them. Okay. I, I got the Bucks. Just because of Tom and their talent on the outside, we'll see where we're at in the in the DB room. Uh, I got us losing to the Browns one game just because they had a tough tough bunch up front. And Deshaun, 
he he hasn't beat us since Lamar's been our quarterback. So I think he might he might steal that one. And then I got us losing to the Bengals to the last week of the season. Um, I'll give wow. I'll go ahead and get I'll give mine real quick. Um, I got y'all going either ten and seven or eleven and six. Um, I do think that there are games in here where I am concerned about whether or not y'all do um win the games. Uh, I think the the Bills are going to be a, a hard out for y'all. I think that every team in your division can beat each other at any given day because it's just that hard of a division. So I wouldn't be surprised if y'all were to split with the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns. Now, the Browns are, of course, up in the air because we don't know who's going to be their quarterback in the second half of the season. Um, I think the Saints and the – I think y'all having the Saints and the Bucks back-to-back, um, even though the Bucks are a Thursday night football and the Saints are a Monday night football the following week. Um, I think those are going to be two tough games. And the Broncos will be a tough game. So I do think that there are some – tough nuggets of games in there i think 14 and 3 is downright egregious oh I my god i think 13 and 4 is downright egregious um now however what i will say calvin 14 and 3 is wild but jay what i will say is how i could see y'all getting close to 13 and 4 is due to the fact that y'all were kind of firing on all cylinders going into december of last season and then lamar gets hurt but that hurt I just no, said I'm saying that. when he got hurt, then yeah, yeah, I'm saying that's what I said when he got hurt. However, bro, I'm always very concerned at the fact that y'all do not have a real wide receiver. One, I'm that just we're gonna it, see Bateman. I think Bateman might be that deal. Hey, me too. The Batman might be the Batman. The Bateman, okay, Rashad Bateman is nice, but he doesn't compliment Lamar Jackson's game well. Anybody that can catch the ball. We don't we don't really know yet. We haven't been able to see him a full can he, season. Can he catch the ball? It doesn't <laughs> matter. Can. Look, look, he catch the ball better than Hollywood. Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson is best throwing the deep ball. That's something that Rashad Bateman is not there to do. So Rashad Bateman is there to run routes and be an intermediate. Now, wait, wait a minute, it. one second. Now I find it hilarious that you say <laughs> Lamar Jackson is best at throwing the deep ball. When he is for about three years, maybe two and a half. All you would say is, I mean, he, he don't throw the ball downfield, he don't throw the ball no, downfield. He throw no, five no, yard no, outs. That's no, what he used to say. No, yeah, no, 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 at that time, that, what y'all were talking about, that's when y'all were running them bullshit-ass three tight end sets and dinking and ducking the Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews all game, and y'all had them at fullback. That's what I was talking about then. So it's either, yeah, five-yard completion or a 60-yard bomb to Hollywood or one of the speedsters y'all got. Like I said earlier, eight to 10 to eight, eight to 12 yards, he's not, he's not consistent at, and that's what Rashad Bateman is there for. So I don't think that he's necessarily a game-changer in that aspect. And your defense is kind of old, to be quite honest. And, and you and didn't get, and you didn't, and the only offseason move that they made was Marcus Williams. That was it. And I, I think he's a great player. But we, but we got a, uh, we got a old, old buddy out of Notre Dame too, though. He fell to yeah, him. So yeah, that was that yeah. was a surprise blessing. But like that, and and at that point, we're talking about rookies. Like as far as you know, solid talent that we know that we know that that we know. Man, hey, they didn't really make no moves. Man, like ain't nobody trying to hit that, bro. We got the best center in the draft. You did, but like I'm talking about an impact. All we need position. to do is be able to. All we, center impacts the game, bro. Trust me. When we couldn't snap the ball in New England, yeah, and we, we had all them fumbles. And yeah, you yeah. Know, you know what? But you, but you know what? I, yeah. But you know what I mean. I think pass rush is a big issue for them. Hopefully, uh, a Joe Boo 
you know, can, you know, elevate that a little bit. But pass rush is going to be oh, the but, main and thing. And don't forget about my boy Adafe. 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 Oh, way. Oh, yeah. He He's solid. I, I, I just think everyone in there, I think, I feel like, well, you know, the Browns, you know, we don't know about them. But I think the main cop, obviously, is the Bengals. And the Bengals addressed their weaknesses in the offseason. The Ravens did not. And I think that's why the Ravens are going to be 10-7. and 7. But next year is y'all year. Once once Isaiah Likely and or Leakley, however you pronounce his name, Ajabu, Ado, Ajabu, you know, Kyle Hamilton, those guys get ingratiated. Y'all gonna be tough next year. But this year, yeah, y'all, y'all, y'all wild card. Year, hey. y'all, y'all wild card, bro. Yo, so Yay, what Yay is saying about Lamar actually kind of sort of holds up. Um, he has the lowest passer rating when he's passing in that intermediate passing yardage but when he that's exactly that's exactly where Bateman need to be but but no what I'm saying and when he goes when he throws 31 yards or more he has his higher passer rating by far come on I ain't making it up I didn't say he was I'm just saying how interesting I I found it Listen, listen, I'm... bro. We we all knew Lamar could throw that deep ball when y'all was going bombs away against Miami during the MVP year. We knew he had the deep ball. Most most running quarterbacks do. Vic had it. Uh, Cam had it. Most running quarterbacks. I mean, most even bad quarterbacks have a big arm. That's how they get in the NFL. But, but yeah, you got to think about it. We had no. We had no true number one at that point. Who could get y'all the keep saying that. Yeah, yeah. I keep bro, saying we that, were throwing. Bro. Who were we throwing to then? Uh, what's my man's uh, light skin buddy that was with the Saints? Um, Willie Speed the fourth. Willie Speed, bro. We were throwing it to Sneed. <laughs> 10 yards up. Listen, we were throwing it to bro. Sneed. So, so you're telling me they just dropping all the balls? They just they just couldn't get open to intermediate? That's what it was? Have you watched these games? I have. I have. All right, now, are Is you saying that they just couldn't? Is this camera on me? Is this camera on me? <laughs> yes, yeah. I know you've seen them. I yes. know you've seen them games. And I know that Lamar is extremely inconsistent from that area of the field. He's very inconsistent from there. He is. That's just the reality. And that's okay, bro. That's okay. You got to know your weaknesses, bro. It's not inconsistent when the receivers are the inconsistent. All right. So if, so so when we have year four of him being ha- having a poor pass rating from this area, y'all y'all just going to blame Bateman again? Honestly, or y'all going to finally address it? Absolutely. Before we before we get out of here, Calvin, you're standing on 14 and three. Because we're gonna yeah. do is we're going what I'm gonna do is we're gonna make an Instagram graphic, and we're gonna put every of each division. Calvin, you're standing by 14 and three. I for sure am standing by 14 and three. You wanna ask me again? They're gonna take the same shit. Hey, 14, 14 and, and three. We're going to the Super Bowl. You better ask him again. Bowl. Ask him again. Uh, Calvin, wow. you stand by 14 and 3. Last 14 and 3. It's the camera on him. It's the camera on him. Everybody go speaker mode. Everybody go speaker mode. Well, all right. On that note, hey, y'all heard it here first. The ball, yay, is beside himself right now. The Baltimore Football Ravens are going 14 and 3. And I assure you, Calvin is not just saying this for clicks. I I truly believe I'm not, bro. that he believes that. I Listen, really I'm, I'm, I'm going to have Zuni Zo- in my arms watching each game right here at this TV. Gina, okay? good luck, Charm. That, 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 that's your good luck? luck? Yeah, yeah. That's Gina. all we hit. Wait, listen, we might go 17 to those. Stop playing with us. Stop playing with us, man. All right, oh we'll gosh. see y'all next week, man. Yeah, I whip it like a semi-truck. Ooh, yeah, we ride and we roll it for sure.